Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our video feed, 94 WIP. Check it out, the YouTube page, myself and Tucker Bagley. He'll join me in a few minutes. And of course, all our content on YouTube between shows on WIP, morning, midday, afternoon, and of course, all our podcasts that we do live sometimes, sometimes live and oftentimes recorded on YouTube. Check it out there and subscribe. All right, so we know Vic Fangio is coming aboard as the Eagles defensive coordinator. Hugh and I talked about that yesterday in the midday show. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I think Fangio is a outstanding defensive coordinator, has been one for a long time, and I think he'll, he'll be what the Eagles need on that side of the football to give them stability. But the offensive side of the ball, in some ways, is now even more important because that guy, in essence, is going to run the offense, be in charge of putting Jalen Hurts back to where he was, getting him you know, as close as he could be to a top five quarterback and at least a top 10, because I don't think he performed like a top 10 guy this year. That's what's needed. And that's where all the money is. It's all where the resources have been. The Eagles offense, even with Fangio here, needs to be the driving force behind what they do. So who's it going to be? Well, we know that guy's going to call the plays. He's going to be in charge of the offense, work with the quarterback. It's a hugely important position. And so far, we have three names. And I want to focus on one today. But the three names the Eagles have either requested an interview or have already interviewed, Cliff Kingsbury, Gerard Johnson, and Kellen Moore. And what I find interesting about just that group before we get to Kingsbury himself, because I think he is, is by far the most intriguing candidate, they're all former quarterbacks. They all played the position. And I think there's uh, there's probably something to that. We'll see who else becomes part of this mix. Will they all be quarterbacks? I don't know. I mean, there could be someone who was a running back or a wide receiver and is just really smart and you want to bring them in. But I think it's pretty clear so far the Eagles are targeting former quarterbacks, quarterback gurus, guys that are good with developing quarterbacks to, to help get Jalen Hurts back to where he needs to be in this offense where it needs to be. Now, as far as Kingsbury goes, my first thought is, hmm, I'm intrigued. And the more I think about it, the more I like the idea of bringing Cliff Kingsbury here to be the offensive coordinator. And before you, before you either yell at your screen or, or your phone or you type something like, hey, Joe, you see his record? He's a bad coach. He's not coming here to be the head coach. We've already established that Nick Sirianni, whatever we want to think about him and whatever the heck the Eagles just did there, he's the head coach. So Kingsbury's record, in my opinion, is not germane to the subject of can he be a successful coordinator. He was not a good head coach at Texas Tech and obviously not a good head coach with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think that's what he is. I don't think that's what his future is. But can he get guys open? Can he get an offense to score points? Can he get an offense to play efficiently and be a driving force um, among the rest of the teams in the league in terms of the passing game? I believe the answer to that is yes. The more I think about Cliff Kingsbury, his career path, what he is, what he believes in, what he has done, who he's worked with, the more I think there's something really there. And maybe his next stop, this stop, the one he takes, I think he's going to be a coordinator in the league next year, is where he really finds himself. When, when I think of Kingsbury, th- there's, um, there's a Mike Martz element to Cliff Kingsbury. I, I, that's the name that comes to my mind. Like this guy is really, really gifted when it comes to building passing games and building passing games that are very difficult to stop with multiple options in there. He played under Mike Leach. I mean, this is a guy who, who learned and played. I mean, when he left Texas Tech, 
as a player, Cliff Kingsbury, he held basically every Big 12 passing record. He had like nine NCAA records. He was an all-time passer playing in that air raid offense, and that's what he learned in. But then you think about his path to where he got to now. Drafted by the Patriots in 2003, first year he's on a Super Bowl team in a quarterback room with Tom Brady. I heard an interview he did recently, Kingsbury, with Bob Stoops, who does a podcast. Now everyone does podcasts like this. But Bob Stoops, obviously former great coach in college football, who went against Kingsbury as both you know coach versus player when Kingsbury was a quarterback and Stoops was a defensive-minded coach at Oklahoma trying to stop him. And then when they went against each other in the Big 12, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, he talked about his background. And, and you know, Stoops asked him, like, when did you think you wanted to become a coach? Or how did you go down that path? And he said he never thought about it until he started playing for Bill Belichick, watching the preparation, watching the detail that Belichick put into everything. He kind of fell in love with that part of football under Belichick. So this is not just a guy that's, oh, well, he just knows passing. No, this guy learned under Bill Belichick. He's a former quarterback who learned under Belichick, who sat in a quarterback room with Tom Brady. There's something about where this guy has been that I think is really interesting. You go back to Doug Peterson, part of why I thought he was such an interesting candidate and then became a successful head coach is the vast knowledge he just was around. He was around Don Shula. He was around Mike Holmgren and Brett Favre and Dan Marino. There's something to, I, I, I think about this in any walk of life, there's something to like osmosis. Like you're around smart people. It doesn't mean you're going to be smart, but you pick up things. You pick up things that successful people do. I think that's part of why these teams fall in love with the Shanahan McVay types. Yes, they could bring the scheme, but they also bring that like they learn from greatness. It rubs off on you. And I think there's something to that. And so the background with Kingsbury is interesting to me. And then what he's accomplished on his own being a coach. Again, remove the record just for a second. Just remove the record and remove what he did as a win-loss guy as a coach, a head coach. And just look at the production he got out of the quarterback's that we're, I'm going to talk about here, okay? Two, he coached straight up, and one, he was around. So let's go to Patrick Mahomes at Texas Tech. And I think we look back, it's almost like we're reverse engineering the Texas Tech experience with Kingsbury in the sidelines and Mahomes as, as the quarterback. We're like, he couldn't win with Patrick Mahomes. Well, but Patrick Mahomes was a three-star recruit. Let's not pretend he was number one. Let's not pretend throughout his career, people were talking about him at Texas Tech as the next great quarterback. He wasn't talked about then the way Caleb Williams is now. He wasn't talked about then the way Trevor Lawrence was in college football. Not even close. Andrew Luck, not even close. Before, I, before his junior year, no one even uttered the guy's name. And he went from a third, uh, you know, a, a three-star recruit, excuse me, to a top 10 pick in the draft. Now, is part of that because Mahomes is unworldly talented? Yes. Was that untapped? Yes. But I give Kingsbury some credit for that. And Mahomes does too. Mahomes has talked about how he let him play like him, that other coaches probably would have taken what makes Patrick Mahomes so special and coached it out of them. I think Andy Reid refined it, and that's why we have greatness. But Kingsbury let him be, and that's what let this happen. Okay, so Patrick Mahomes in his junior year had 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. That doesn't happen in college football. I mean, passing touchdowns and 5,000 passing yards – it's very rare to see that in college football. And the team scored 524 points. Their defense stunk. I don't know if Kingsbury could spell defense, but that's not his job here or anywhere he goes as an offensive coordinator. It's put points on the board. And I saw a quote yesterday or a clip of uh, A.Q. Shipley, former NFL player who's on Pat McAfee's show, talking about how 
Cliff gets people open. Like that's all he does. It's all he thinks about is he gets people open. It reminds me of, of the old Mike Marks Rams with Dick Vermeil. Like they got guys open. Kurt Warner was a great quarterback, but you would see throws he'd make. And Isaac Bruce is open. Azak Keen, their slot guy, open. Ricky Prohl, open. They're all open. Torrey Holt. Because four guys in the route and you can't get a pick where you're going to cover it. Very hard to stop that offense back in the day. And I think there's elements to what Cliff does there. Then he goes to Arizona, right? He gets the head coaching job with the Arizona Cardinals. Mostly, I think, because the relationship he had with Kyler Murray. And, and people thought, all right, he could bring that kind of offense to Arizona, get the most out of Kyler Murray. Well, guess what? He has gotten the most out of Kyler Murray. I know he came off an injury this year. But do we ever think Kyler Murray, again, will play as well as he did a couple of years ago with Cliff Kingsbury? I don't. He had a 69.2 completion percentage. And at one point, middle of that year, what, two or three years ago, when they were undefeated early in the season, I think Kyler Murray was second or third in the MVP odds. Do we ever think that's going to happen again? I doubt it. I mean, I, I doubt they're going to be that good under Kyler that he's going to be second or third in MVP odds. But I don't know if he's ever going to play like that again. He got Kyler Murray, who I believe is a flawed quarterback, very talented, but flawed both from a personality perspective and as a player, he got him to play at a super high level, super high level. And then that year sputtered out. They weren't good enough. They lost in the first round. And eventually the thing fell apart for Cliff as a head coach. But he got Kyler to play at a super high level. And then he takes this year off from the NFL and he goes and works with USC, consultant, special assistant, quarterback guru guy, working on a you know, pretty close basis with Caleb Williams, who's slated to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. So this guy has worked with Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Caleb Williams. He sat in a practice room and a quarterback room with Tom Brady. And he said his inspiration for coaching and where he learned details was with Bill Belichick. If I gave you that resume and I didn't tell you who it was, what his win-loss record was as a head coach. And I said, what do you think about that guy as an offensive coordinator? You'd say, maybe, why not? Like, let's bring that guy in. Last thing, and then I'm curious what Tucker thinks about Link, about um, – about him, you know, him coming in here, Cliff coming in here, being the, the offense coordinator is, I think one knock I've seen on Kingsbury is the offense would be similar to what we just saw. A lot of passing the football, not a power running game. You know, he likes to throw it a lot for wide receivers. He didn't use much motion in Arizona. I do think we're discounting the fact or idea that coaches can evolve. You know, Kingsbury just spent the year with Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley uses motion as well as anyone in college football. Now, I don't know if that rubbed off on Cliff Kingsbury, and he's going to incorporate that into his game. Maybe, maybe not. But there's also a chance, like, it doesn't mean the Kingsbury-Arizona offense, the Kingsbury-Texas Tech offense, is just always what he's going to be. Coaches evolve. Good coaches evolve. McVay's offense is different now than it was five years ago. Kyle Shanahan's offense now is different than it was five years ago. I'm not saying he's those guys, but they're smart offensive minds to evolve. Andy Reid's offense is you, – you wouldn't even recognize it compared to the offense of 20 years ago or 15 years ago. It's so different. So there is a chance that Kingsbury has used his experiences, especially what he just did with Lincoln Riley with a ton of motion at USC, and it's rubbed off on him. Lincoln Riley worked with Jalen Hurts. Lincoln Riley took a four-wide – kind of throw it down the field kind of offense and incorporated RPO power running into that and it helped Hurts finish second in the Heisman. Can Cliff Kingsbury do something like that? I don't think it's crazy. Of the names out there so far, Kellen Moore, who, you know, look at what happened. Dak got better when he, didn't, when he wasn't there. And then Gerard Johnson is just pretty green for this. Of the three names so far, Tucker, I'm, I'm intrigued by Cliff Kingsbury. I, I know he failed as a head coach, but that wouldn't be his job here. It'd be to score points. 
No, and I, I think the idea of Cliff Kingsbury, especially among those three, I think he intrigues me more than the other. The one point that I do have a drawback on is how eager is he to become a head coach again? Because we've seen before the NFL is really eager to make Cliff Kingsbury a head coach. Like he got fired from Texas Tech. He went to USC to be the offensive coordinator and he became the Arizona head coach like two weeks later. Like he never even coached a game there with that position before taking the job with Arizona. And if he has a big year, if, if he unlocks Jalen Hurts, if he unlocks the offense and makes it look like it did in 2022, it's going to be gone pretty quick, right? Like it, it's going to be a one and done situation. And, and Hey, like, I don't know if the Eagles are in a position to, to turn away candidates who can fix the offense after what we saw last year. But if the name of the game is stability, if we're not counting on Nick Sirianni to be the head of the offense anymore, and he's just CEO coach, and he's going to be spending just as much time in defensive meetings as offensive meetings, which is a whole nother conversation to have later in the offseason. I think I want a little bit more stability. Now, I don't know if the other coordinator options, I don't know if the other candidates that they've interviewed give that, but I do know the NFL loves Cliff Kingsbury, and I do know there are a lot of teams out there that if he had success, combined with you know the, the flashes of success he had in Arizona, think about that 9-2 and two start they had um, before kind of falling apart in, in 2021, I think he's a guy that, that could be gone pretty quick if that's the case, and if we're preaching stability and helping Jalen Hurts for the long term, I don't know if I, I'm necessarily excited about that. Like he, He's certainly among the candidates, the most qualified and and could have them reach the highest heights, but do we want him to just be here for, for, you know, 10 months? Like, are we making this hire for 2024 or are we making this hire for the next two to three years? That's why I like the Vic Fangio hire is I don't think anyone's taking a chance on that guy being a head coach again after Denver and, and given his advanced age. I don't know what the offensive equivalent is uh, of that is, but I think you compare Cliff Kingsbury to maybe some of the more veteran offensive coordinator options I'd rather get a guy here who, who's kind of comfortable and, and settled down. Yeah, and that would probably be the most ideal, and that would help Sirianni have stability. The Eagles have stability. I think it's tougher to find that guy in offense. Defense, it just feels like it happens. They, the head coaching carousel uses you, spits you out, and then you just stay there. Uh, Jim Schwartz, Steve Spagnolo, Vic Fangio, I don't think any of them are going to become head coaches again. I know Schwartz wanted to. I don't think he got an interview this cycle. So I, I think it's just for some, maybe it's just the way the league has gone. That they're more willing to say, yeah, you just you stay as a coordinator. Offense, you get that second shot. I mean, I guess the equivalent could be a Frank Reich, but that doesn't excite me. I think it's tougher to find an offensive guy with that kind of pedigree. Look, I know Kingsbury is polarizing. I could just see it here. If he succeeds, people will love him. They'll want him as the head coach, kick Sirianni out. If he fails, he's a pretty boy, not a Philly guy, all that kind of stuff. All I know is every time I've watched his, his offenses that he directs at any level, they score a ton of points. They just score. And that's the name of the game on offense. Does he have a buttoned-up approach to a head coaching thing? Probably not. But that's not what I'm asking him to do in 2024. I'm in. I, I would hire Cliff Kingsbury. I think it would be really uh, a unique experience here. And I also think the juxtaposition of Vic Fangio on one side and Kingsbury, they're like two polar opposites. Would be fun to watch around Syrian. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. NFL picks for championship weekend in your feed tomorrow. Thanks for listening and watching.